From architecture to painting and sculpture, literature to live music and theater, Radio 111 presents Bonnie G and Brian Mendoza with The Desert Scene, your connection to culture and entertainment in the desert cities. Here's Bonnie and Brian. And welcome to The Desert Scene. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing good. How are you doing good. today? He's a great co-host and he runs the board and does he wears like 16 hats and does a great job. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm so excited today to have our guest, uh, David Wolgan, who is a playwright and his play is being produced by Script to Stage to Screen, a company I know well. I've worked with them uh, several times a few years back. Hi, David. How are you? Hi, uh, Bonnie. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Now, I'm going to ask you to, uh, it's a night in, is it Puglia? Uh, Puglia. Puglia. You don't pronounce the G. Yeah, I, you Puglia. Know, I thought there might be a chance that that was the case. Okay, Puglia. I'm going to write that down so I don't mess it up. Okay. okay. So, um, so tell us a little bit about the play, first of all, and then we'll get into your background. Well, um, it sort of falls into the romantic comedy sort of genre, um, and I wrote it a few years ago as an exercise uh, to sort of... Um, kind of work out a, 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 a question that was sort of coming up in my mind, which was uh, I, had, I had met somebody uh, while I was traveling and, um, and made a really nice connection with this person. This was in, in Europe. And, um, and uh, in the months sort of following the connection, I kept asking myself, um, I wonder what would happen if I just sort of dropped everything and, you know, sort of one of these fantasy thoughts about, um, you know, flying to this uh, location in Puglia and knocking on his door and mm-hmm. sort of surprising him and saying, hey, you know, let's uh, let's let's pursue something. Let's yeah. explore a relationship. And, uh, you know, there's obvious uh, pros and cons to a situation like that. Right. And uh, so I um, but I kept going back in my mind. The fantasy kept kind of coming up in my head. And uh, I said to myself, um, uh, gee, that sounds like an interesting premise for a play. You know, a mysterious guest arrives at dinner and antics ensue and uh, what follows. And so I used the format of a play to kind of just sort of work that out and explore the you know, what might happen. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, in the, in the process, it, it became this uh, vehicle for me to kind of work out, you know, issues I was struggling with uh, around relationship issues and mm-hmm. relationship dynamics and dating and things like that. Right. So it just became a creative outlet for me to kind of work out something in my head. Now, is this is this a one act or is this a full length play or? Uh, it's uh, written as a full length play. Okay. Um and uh, it's yeah, with two acts, and mm-hmm. uh, we we did our first table read on uh, uh, last week, and uh, somewhere around you know hour and a half uh-huh. kind of a duration, you know, a little. Uh, I think the first act was about an hour and fifteen minutes, and then we had a little intermission, and mm-hmm. the second act is about thirty five forty minutes mm-hmm. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So I'm looking at your um, bio. So you, uh, you've written three plays. This is the first one so far that's getting on its seat with a reading. Um, and, but you, and you are also a licensed psychologist, which I find fascinating. That's, uh, that's correct. Thank you. <laughs> now, I would, I would guess um, that some of your experiences in a broad sense as a psychologist, uh, has any of that given you material for, for plays? I certainly hope so, um, and I, I'd like to think so. And ever since I was a, a teenager, really, uh, I was interested in theater uh, before I was interested in psychology. So these are uh, two different threads that run through my whole life. Um, 
I've seen a ton of theater. I'm a big uh, theater addict and uh, consumer of theater. And, uh, and, you know, studying psychology, those two worlds have always overlapped in a very playful and enlightening way mm-hmm. for me. Uh, and so I would, yeah, I'd absolutely like to think that all the time that I spend working with clients and hearing people talking about uh, their inner, you know, their inner psyches um, mm-hmm. has given me sort of a sense of, of uh, a language for the human condition. And, uh, and then certainly, uh, uh, you know, all my reflection on my own life, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hopefully is contributing to that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. We, do you specialize in a particular, is it, mar- you know, like marriage or family therapy or just general? Is there any sp- uh, specifics that you sp- focus on? Yeah, I do. I sort of evolved into a trauma therapist. I, mm. I got some training uh, shortly out of graduate school in some in uh, some approaches to work with trauma. Um, I, I do a type of therapy called EMDR, um, which is very effective with trauma. So that sort of shaped my my mm. practice. I work with adults and some couples. I do a lot of relationship counseling and um, and uh, you know trauma trauma processing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, now you also, in addition to being a playwright, you're a performer. You've got quite a number of credits, uh, Community Theater and College Carousel, yeah. Dames at Sea, The Laramie yeah. Project, choreographer as well, uh, Beauty yeah. and the Beast, Bye Bye Birdie. Interesting. So when you, did you study a lot of theater as well alongside the psychology stuff in school? Uh, yeah, mostly dance, actually. I um, Around the time I was, you know, a teenager getting interested in theater, I was also very interested in dance and involved with dance in high school and a little bit in, early in college. But I sort of pursued, my parents encouraged me to pursue an academic career. So I didn't really, um, you know, explore the creative, the performing arts for a, for a career per se, but it was always something that I kept alive somewhere in my life. And so, mm-hmm. um and, uh, uh, you know, I've had this, I've had an opportunity to choreograph a lot of shows, which allowed me to, um, uh, a lot of those were high school productions. So I got to teach, you know, a bunch of high school kids how to, how to move, how to dance and, um, uh, huge creative outlet. I've done social dancing throughout the years. And occasionally I currently take a dance class here once a week here in Palm Springs and mm-hmm. have my dancer friends and, um, um, I, I played the piano since I was a teenager, so I've got piano in my life. And, and you all I just started to, studying the cello, I see, also. Yeah. Wow, you're a busy guy. I, I said, to, said to myself with all this extra time in uh, June, I think, of uh, 2020, I said, well, I, I've always wanted to play, and I got all this time on my hands, so mm-hmm. now, now is the time. So, yeah, so I've, I've been, uh, there's a lot of overlap of the creative arts in my life in one way or the other along mm-hmm. with the you know my academic life yeah good for you that's great now i uh, see so you moved to the desert seven years ago after being away from california for 25 years so are, are you a california native yes born and raised in los angeles in the san fernando valley yep okay and uh yeah i went to you know uh undergrad and grad school here in uh, la and then uh Headed off to Texas, lived in Texas, lived in Massachusetts for a long time, the Midwest for a little bit, and then came back to California. Great. Now, as far as writing plays, what uh, yeah. what what is? Do you have a specific? Um, I always love to ask writers. I write a little bit, not plays, but do you? Uh-huh. Are you somebody that wakes up at three in the morning with inspiration and goes to the computer, or do you sit down on a Tuesday and say, "All right, I'm going to sit here and write from eleven to two until I get something," or is it kind of a mixture? 
Um, I think it starts out, it's more organic for me um, uh-huh. because, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, this isn't my career, so I'm not really, uh-huh. uh, there's no, uh, there's no pressure to create. Deadline anything. or anything, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really just been more of an organic process. And so when I get sort of a spark, um, it kind of comes naturally. Like the a night in Puglia uh, poured out of me in about the span of a month. You know, mm-hmm. once I got the idea, I just started um, visualizing these scenes. And, uh, you know, within a week or two, I had these, a little patchwork of these different scenes and these snippets and uh, ideas that I'd want to express or... Uh, and then it slowly sort of took shape around these characters that just sort of came out of nowhere, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, to kind of create the, the, the right vehicle to get the message across. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of an organic process. I've written music also, you know, on the piano and it's mm-hmm. the same way. I don't I don't force myself to do it, but sometimes I'll hear a melody or something and um, it, it sort of writes itself. Right. Kind of. Uh, my yeah. uh, co- co-host Brian has a question for you. I wanted to ask you, what is the most exciting thing about having this be uh, by watching your ba- your play being performed? I wonder, I wonder how that uh, feels for you. Yeah, well, it's um, a duality of excitement and dread because <laughs> <laughs> because um, there's you know uh, I'm sure it's sort of a this is a broad brushstroke statement, but pretty much you know anything that a playwright puts you know, on paper is uh, an, an expression of his or her uh, consciousness and experience. So, you know, there's four characters in this play and they all represent different perspectives about relationships and love and loss and grief and vulnerability and intimacy. And those are the themes that the play deals with. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're all aspects of myself in a way. So, so it's, per- it's personal. You're kind of putting your person personal stuff yeah. kind of up there. Yeah. Exactly. And that's sort of the dread part is like it's it's super exciting to think that, you know, this very private experience of writing this stuff and working it out and, you know, fine tuning it and editing it, um, uh, honing it over time. Uh, so it's a very private process and mm-hmm. very gratifying in that sense. But uh, so it's very exciting and to, to, you know, just to be part of the uh, script to stage to screen organization and like, uh, you know, be part of this machine. It's like uh, all these people uh, putting in, you know, manpower and human power into making this happen. Uh, it's it's really exciting, but it's also it's very exposing. It's very, uh, you know, there's a lot of vulnerability. I've got family coming and, mm-hmm. you know, friends and, you know, it's sort of like, uh, here's my therapy journal. Here, right. How about it? And now you I. Know. I think they still do this. I believe when I've done work with Scriptus Tatius Green, at the end of the yeah. reading, they usually have a discussion, question and answer with yeah. the audience, right? So, so that might be a little nerve-wracking, yeah. too. I imagine. Yeah. I'd yeah. be scared. Yeah. I would be nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll probably be in sort of a mild associative state, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but, but no, that is planned for uh, after each of the readings. So I'll have my clipboard and probably record it because, you know, so that I can review comments and so on. But, uh, Brian, going back to your comment uh, at the table read um, on Monday, because uh, the playwright is asked to uh, show up just at the first table read to kind of give any general pointers and a roadmap for the actors. But then I sort of go away and then the director, Hal O'Connell, is going to do his magic to uh, pull it all together. And then I don't show up until, you know, the reading. Um, but uh, after the first reading, I came home and just hearing it once, I was able to get and this is the whole point of the reading, you know, it was for the playwright to, to uh, 
you know, hear what is it, what does it sound like when it gets up on its legs? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, already I could hear, oh, that speech is a little bit long. I need to cut that. Or that's a little overkill here. Or, oh, this is really sweet. I'm, you know, I'm glad that this is, you know, getting a laugh or, you know, that they're mm-hmm. finding the comedy or the lightness of it of a particular moment. So it's really, it's, it's amazing to hear people also say your own words. You know, yeah. this has only been in my head you know, for, for years and, uh, to hear other people making reference to the characters and talking about their relationships. It's, uh, it's like, Hey, you're in my head. Yeah. Get there. <laughs> well, it's a night in Puglia. It's going to be, uh, the production is February 25th and 26th, um, yeah. written by David Wolgan. Well, congratulations. I'm so excited for you that you're getting this play up and running and, uh, best of luck to you. Do you, and, 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 and script to stage screen, by the way, is at the Unitarian church in Rancho Mirage. Um, so, That's correct. Um, and, and people can get tickets or Still, tickets remaining. They're only ten dollars each, and they want to go to the website and uh, they can purchase them there. Yes, absolutely. Well, David, thank you so much for being here, and congratulations. Best of luck to you in the future. Thank you. Thank you for your time. All right, you're m- most welcome. All right, we'll see you guys all next time on the Desert Scene.